another riveting episode of the Cafe American Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. The United States is on a very, very dangerous path when it comes to foreign policy. Uh, you may have heard that the heroic white helmets have been evacuated from Syria thanks to NATO and Israel. Israel went into Syria and captured, not captured, but helped the altruistic white helmets leave Syria through a border crossing, a checkpoint, and then subsequently decided to blow up the checkpoint. The white helmets, they've even had a movie made about them, and they're supposed to be, oh gosh, they're helping civilians in a horrible, horrible war zone because the tyrants Bashar al-Assad is going in there with his government forces and killing everybody, using chemical weapons and everything. Okay, look, if you're hearing that from a mainstream media news source, you can guarantee dollars to donuts bullshit. The White Helmets were aligned with ISIS and al-Qaeda. They were essentially al-Qaeda's uh, medical unit. And also, the white helmets were being used to target hospitals so that drone strikes would hit their targets. And the white helmets were responsible for all of the rumors about chemical weapons attacks. The last time there was a chemical weapon attack, supposedly, there never was any real chemical weapon attack. It's just a, a, a facade. A, a white helmet ran into the hospital ER and started dumping water on this poor boy's head because, oh my gosh, he was attacked by a chemical weapon. Chlorine gas, everybody, everybody duck. And then everybody ran around the emergency room like a chicken with their heads cut off. And it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. So the white helmets are nothing more than NATO's hired forces to designate targets within Syria under the guise of humanitarian assistance. And they were used and, and they were allied with al-Qaeda because the white helmets never appeared anywhere else in Syria unless it was ISIS-occupied territory or al-Qaeda-occupied territory. There was a note that was sent out by Donald Trump uh, not so long ago, I think about a month ago, that said, all of you rebels in southern Syria, <laughs> in southern Syria do not rely on the United States anymore. We're not going to fund you with weapons, we're not going to give you money, and we're not going to assist you with reconnaissance from drones or drone strikes. And all of a sudden, this happens. Why? Why did the United States suddenly decide to leave Syria? Well, I'll tell you one thing. They were never invited to get into Syria. Unlike the Russians, the Russians were invited to go into Syria. Iranians were invited to go into Syria. Hezbollah was invited to go into Syria to combat the hired mercenaries. Mercenaries. ISIS was a mercenary force hired by the Saudi Arabians who were given money by the United States. The United States gave the Saudi Arabians money to hire ISIS. ISIS is not some radical grassroots organization that somehow made— No, no, it's a merc mercenary group. It is backed by the United States. It's backed by, the, uh, by NATO. It's backed by Israel. It's backed by Turkey. They're all doing it. They were trying to destroy Syria, and Russia stepped in and said, uh-uh, not going to happen. So the white helmets have left. 
The United States said, you guys must make a run for your money because we're not going to back you up anymore in the South. In the North, the United States still has bases on oil fields, oddly enough, with the Kurds. The problem is, is that the Turks think the Kurds are their enemy of all time, all time, all time enemy. And so now we're going to start seeing some very, very troubling times in northern Syria because Turkey has invaded Syria to try to wipe out the Kurds. The United States is aligned and embedded with the Kurds. And this just came out. Donald Trump is expected to release tariffs on Turkey. That should be interesting. That's probably in an effort to get them to back off of the Kurds. But why, all of a sudden, is ISIS running from Syria? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, yes, it does. It certainly does. Today, or uh, July 25th, this week, Iran said, F you to everybody. We are being sanctioned by the United States, which is really doing this on behalf of Israel. So we are going to start looking into cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. The, uh, it, uh, I can't even pronounce this name, Ali Raza Daliri, the Deputy for Management and Investment at the Directorate for Scientific and Technological Affairs in Iran, told Press TV, which is an Iranian news organization, which, by the way, they're fairly accurate. We are trying to prepare the grounds for what the fuck is this bullshit? You know, that's the problem. You've got sound from different tabs that just crop up. Anyway. All right, so he said, we are trying to prepare the grounds to use a domestic digital currency in the country. This currency would facilitate the transfer of money to and from anywhere in the world. Besides, it can help us at the time of sanctions. This is important because every country that is being sanctioned by the United States is turning toward cryptocurrencies to alleviate the pressures of the sanctions from the United States until a new system is going to be put in place. And that new system is going to require a complete bottoming out of the current system. Look at Venezuela. Venezuela is going through horrible times. And you want to know how you stop uh, or, or assist Venezuela? You get the United States out of Venezuela. The United States has been hiring all sorts of horrible groups to go in there and create coups and kill people and trying to get Maduro unelected. So they have turned to the state-sponsored token called the Petro. So uh, uh, essentially, Venezuela allows their oil to be traded with cryptocurrencies, the Petro. Now, now most wars, you have to realize, are started on behalf of the banking industry. They're not perpetrated and started because some archduke got assassinate, assassinated. They're not started because some poor country like Poland was used as a scapegoat and invaded. No, no, no. It has to do with banking. It's all got to do with money. So Iran says we're going to start using cryptocurrencies. Russia aligned with China, is creating the Belt and Road Initiative, which is a huge trade route that ranges from the coasts, the, the, uh, the eastern coasts of China that goes all the way through China, all the way through the Central Asian countries, including Russia, and makes it into Turkey and Europe. It is going to through Pakistan and all these other little nations. It, it, not that Pakistan is little, but it is an enormous effort 
And how are they facilitating this? They aren't trading with the dollar anymore. They are using, because the dollar, it used to be a reserve currency. And what a reserve currency is, let's say I want, as a country, want to buy something from China. I use the, uh, the Chris Michaels dinero. That is my official currency. I purchase U.S. dollars because U.S. dollars are more stable than the Chris Michaels dinero. I then use those dollars to purchase my product from China. China says, thank you very much. That is what a reserve currency is all about. A reserve currency is a supposedly stable currency that other countries trust and perform trade with. So now with all these sanctions, you've got China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, all, and all these other Central Asian countries. They're saying the United States is a bunch of they're, – they're idiots. They're idiots. So we're going to create our own currencies and our own reserve currency, and we are going to trade amongst ourselves and trust one another that our currencies are stable enough that we can actually trade securely. And we're also going to start bartering. This is something else because that's completely outside of the financial industry. They said, we'll give you these resources and we will give you these crops in exchange. And they are starting to do that. It is a fantastic time. It seems as though these parts or those parts of the world is really ahead of its time. So that's why the United States is flailing about. They're not. And by the way, everyone asks, well, what's what's the United States' interest in Iraq, in Afghanistan? There is a metaphysical interest in going into these countries. There is a, um, an energetic interest for going into these countries. You're talking about ancient technology and ancient grounds that align themselves with energy grids across the United States. But really, on a more earthly level, on an earthly plane, the United States isn't going into those countries because they're chasing terrorists. They're going into those countries for the, you know, they're getting natural resources, but also they're trying to secure the world into a Swiss-backed banking system. The banking, the uh, Bank of International Settlements, BIS, is full of BS. Look it up. They're the ones that are really running the world. They want a central banking system run out of Europe. So that's what, and the United States is the attack dog. If somebody's trying to di divert from that, like Gaddafi, he's trying, he tried to start an African dinar backed by gold. He got taken out. The United States has no interest in there. They're doing it on, on the behalf of the, uh, the banking system. So, oh my gosh, going back to the White Helmets. <coughs> the White Helmets, they have left Syria. ISIS is leaving Syria right now as we speak because we can't support them any longer. Now we have headlines. Trump is in a lot of trouble. And why is Trump in a lot of trouble? Because... ISIS is back. And ISIS is back where? In Iraq. Oh my goodness. How did this happen? ISIS was a big deal in Iraq and then they went into uh, Syria somehow. Okay, the white helmets have been eliminated. Iran said it's going to start using cryptocurrencies. Iran said that they do not like the fact that the United States backed out of the Iranian deal. The reason why ISIS is back in Iraq is because that is the training ground. If the United States is all over Iraq, how come ISIS is more in more control than them? 
How come ISIS is allowed to get a foothold? If the United States' policy was to go after ISIS and eliminate it from anywhere across the globe, the United States occupies Iraq. Why is ISIS allowed to gain a foothold in Iraq? The United States is not leaving Iraq anytime soon. I'll tell you why. It's because ISIS is a mercenary force hired by the West. The United States funds and backs ISIS. It is their Middle Eastern proxies, and that's how they use the uh, destabilization, and that's what they use to attack other countries. ISIS is in Iraq because the next stage is to destroy Iran. They clearly and outrightly, uh, outwardly said it, that they're going to go after Iran. They're going to overthrow the government. They're going to fund other groups within Iran to create social unrest. The next thing is that they are going to infiltrate ISIS members into Iran in an attempt to create total discord, in an attempt to totally overrun Iran and topple the government on behalf of Israel in the Middle East and also NATO to, to firmly take hold of the Iranian oil resources and also the ancient technology that the Iranians have. In a policy meeting on Thursday that involved many, many senior Pentagon officials, Australia's ABC News Network said senior figures in the, in the Australia's Turnbull, Turnbull government have told the ABC they believe the U.S. is preparing to bomb Iran's nuclear capability. The bombing could be as early as next month, August. There's an important reason why I bring this up. I was talking to a channeler, somebody that speaks to the other realms out there, and they said there is going to be something pivotal that happens 85 weeks or months into the Trump presidency. 85 months would bring him into his second term, towards the end of his second term, but 85 weeks is very important. 85 weeks into tw into Trump's term is literally the first or second week of August. The first or second week of August, maybe it's the third week of August, it is the 33rd week of 2018. If it's the 33rd week, we know that that number is very significant to very, very prominent fraternal organizations. Hello, Freemasons, I'm looking at you. This would be very important because that 33rd week is also when the Manhattan Project started and it happened during that same week. I'm not saying it happened a certain time, a certain amount of years ago. And also in that same week, that second or third week of August is when Nagasaki and Hiroshima were bombed. And now we have that Trump could bomb Iran as early as next month. That would coincide very well. Also, in those first two or three weeks of August, you have Uranus going into retrograde, which is basically a planet that normally moves across the sky in an even fashion, suddenly stops, reverses, and then goes back again into its normal path, and that takes place over a couple of weeks. Uranus in retrograde represents chaos, complete and utter chaos. So this is going to be a very, very interesting time. It's going to be a very, very exciting couple of weeks, and I intend to not do much. 
Senior government officials have told ABC they believe the Trump administration is prepared to bomb Iran. They say Australian defense facilities would play a role in identifying possible targets. Why the, what the hell would Australia have to do with this? Let me tell you. Australia has a facility called Pine Gap. Pine Gap in Australia is a massive CIA-run intelligence facility. You can't go anywhere near it. Um, it's, it's, and there's a lot of icky things that go on there. You can do a lot of research and find the, it's not, it's not very good. Another senior source in security emphasizes there is a difference between providing intelligence and active targeting. So yes, we understand the difference. Analysts from the little known spy agency, Australian Geospatial Intelligence Organization, would also be expected to play a part. Canada would be unlikely to play a role in any military action in Iran, and so on and so forth. So Australia is being ready, or is being prepared, to assist the United States in, in uh, identifying targets within Iran so that the United States could bomb them, bomb the nuclear facilities, all within those few weeks' time. ISIS is in Iraq. It's not going to stay in Iraq. It is the training ground. They are going to invade Iran and try to break it up as the United States provides air support. That's what's going on. And don't worry about stupid Russiagate and Mueller and his investigation. That's all a farce. Mueller is a Democrat operative. The only reason why Mueller is put in charge is because he's trying to cover up Hillary Clinton's tracks. That's the only reason why he's in charge. And he's meant to, to really try and throw up roadblocks for Donald Trump. None of which have actually worked, by the way. If there was any real evidence against Donald Trump with this whole Russia nonsense, it would have been leaked already. But nothing has happened. So this is what we really have to worry about as a nation. Going to war with Iran. That is going to have massive, massive consequences on an earthly level and also a galactic level. It will take the world to a next stage in its development, the next stage in trying to weed everything out energetically and really determine who is going to rule this planet over the next 3,000 years and what kind of organization and system of law is going to be in place. Woo, I'll leave you with that. I'm Chris Michaels. Look for me on YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, and Vocal, where I write and all sorts of wonderful missives. That's it for me. I will see you next time.